phenomenal followers, friends, and family. Welcome back to the Young Black Married Christian Podcast. We know you fall into one of those categories. You may even fall into some of those categories. But even if you fall into none of those categories, we promise you that over the next few minutes, we are going to give you four to five tips to fortify the future of your marriage. Now, we know you're short on time. We know you're short on data. But do us a favor. If you can't make it all the way through the podcast, click the download button attached to the podcast and take us with you throughout your day. There is a lot to get into, but we are going to do it for you. We are your hosts, Lashad and Doriana James from all the way down in San Antonio, Texas, working hard to make sure your spouse doesn't become one of your exes. Let's get started. Let's get started. So today we are talking about how to easily increase intimacy and communication with your spouse without feeling lost for words. Mm. Because here's the problem. Listen, you want to uh, be a family that's connected. You want mm-hmm. to not run out of warm conversations to have, right? Mm-hmm. You know how you come home in the evening time and you want to say, how's your day? And they're like, good. And you're like, my day was good. And it's like, oh my gosh, we have nothing to talk about. Like, let, let's be real. When we first started dating, it's yes. like conversations could go on for hours and hours and hours. Yes. I remember back when me and Doriana were dating. Talk about it. We would stay on the phone for like hours talking All about night. seemingly nothing, but not running out of anything to talk about. Just using up all those minutes. Silly. <laughs> this isn't a rap album, Doriana. Stop ad-libbing everything I say. Sorry, I'm trying to agree. <laughs> Never mind. No, but so we, we want to be a family that's connected. We don't want to run out of warm conversations to have, but it feels like the conversation has really stopped flowing sometimes in your relationship. Maybe it feels like talking about your day with your spouse is just some boring obligation that you kind of have to do. So that's why today... We're talking about how to easily increase intimacy and communication with your spouse without feeling lost for words. So first, let's go to the scripture and see what the scripture has to say about this topic. So in James 1.19, it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Also in Proverbs 18, 13, we see if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. Also, Proverbs 18 and 2 says a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in is in expressing his opinion. Yes. And so these are the scriptures that are, you know, can shape our, our time together. We'll probably use some more, but we wanted to get those out in front of you first because they might be the biggest takeaway you need from this whole podcast is just hearing that a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. How many times have you been in an argument and you're like, wow, this person doesn't even want to understand me. They just want to express their opinion. Mm. What a fool. No, I'm joking. You don't say that. I mean, hopefully you don't say that. You oh, know? I, I think it though. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, so, so how, how do we actually accomplish, you know, improving that communication and improving that intimacy without feeling lost for words? Uh, the way that we learned what we're about to share with you is that we were actually in a small group inside of a church that, uh, was really focused on young marrieds. And we went through this sermon series. What do you call it? Workbook kind of series called, uh, your time starved marriage, how to stay connected at the speed of life. And this is a book that's like 192 pages long, but less Dr. Lesson Leslie Parrott actually did a teaching on it. And so we were able to see some of the videos that's attached to it. And inside of those videos, they had an interesting phrase where they said that many men like to talk, um, 
in reports, but women want to build rapport. And so they're trying to do like little wordplay there, like report, rapport, wordplay. But essentially what they were saying is men want to get to the facts, like what happened today? What's going to happen tomorrow? What are the, the facts that I need to know? How much does it cost? What's the information where sometimes females are more so trying to build rapport, trying to build a relationship, trying to build warmth. And so, uh, Another way of saying it is that men care about the destination of the conversation, while many times women can care about the journey. So these aren't gender specific, but we normally see that when you're in a relationship, one person cares about the facts, the report, the destination, while the other person only cares about building, wants to care about building rapport. They care about the journey. And so when you understand that, it actually helps you in your communication, because instead of looking down on how the other person is talking. Yeah. You can actually appreciate them. So, like, for example, in our relationship, Doriana, uh, there was times where, like, I'm super cold and I really just want the bottom line up front. What do you want from me? Or what are you trying to say to me? And uh, if I'm not careful, I have to kind of flip my mind and be like, oh, wait a minute. We're having a conversation. I'm supposed to listen and build <laughs> wait a rapport. Minute. I'm not in robot mode now. Ex- I'm ex- supposed to be talking to my wife. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so... How do we go about doing that? How do we go about seeing both dimensions? And so uh, in order to increase intimacy, you want to ask questions about not just what's happening to your spouse. You want to ask questions about what's happening in your spouse. The definition of intimacy is just into me see. That's just a really easy way to, to phrase it. If you want intimacy inside of your relationship, then it's into me see. You want to see inside of your spouse what's happening in them, not just what's happening to them. Yeah. It's not just what's happening externally around them in their day, but how did that change to them internally? And so we want to see both dimensions of the story. And so Doriana, I guess if I had to ask you, give me an example of maybe like you're telling me a story and uh, maybe a time where I've done a good job of like hearing what happened to you, but then asking like what happened in you or have this affect you on the inside. Can you think of one on the spot? Mm, so hard. I'm going to need more time for this now. But so Lashad <laughs> has this thing that he started to do is like a joke where after he realized whenever I'm telling a story, I'm pretty much taking him through like the highs and the lows and the, like, the weird parts of my day. I'm very much so interested in being like, Oh my goodness, you, won't believe this happened and like oh this happened and I saw this and it was funny because I'd like to connect with him and him as my friend I would like for, to connect with him like on emotional level and kind of uh let him know how I was feeling throughout the day so he started doing this thing where he would just act like he was my best friend um like uh, yeah, oh like really, those really feminine eccentric best friend or guy best friend like girl stop no yeah and she said what Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back. She did what? Girl, did you like did you go off or like As you, know? you can hear, he's very good at it. It's a little concerning. But <laughs> No, but he he would go into that mode and you know, so he would start with the accent and whatever he was doing, but eventually I think he understood like okay, if she's telling me the story, there's she feels some way about it, so she would actually like he would actually ask me like oh, wait, you know, how did you feel about this? Like, what did you say? What did you respond? And as we kept talking to each other, I would notice like he would tell his stories about his day, um, less of like a cold and calculated way, but more of a, oh, well, they said this. And I was thinking like, oh, you know, he was just kind of telling me how he was feeling. And so I enjoyed it because I felt like we got to go and experience each other's emotions throughout the day. We got to see how each, each other were feeling. So it wasn't just what happened you know, to you. What happened? Like, what did your boss say or like what did what did, what time did you get to work what time did you come home what did you eat for lunch but just kind of riding the highs and the lows and the weird parts of their day 
Yeah. And I, and I can hear, I can hear your thoughts crying out to me. I hear you on the podcast. I know what you're thinking. You're saying to yourself, but what if, what if they're not fixing the problem? Like I talk to my spouse and I care about the report. I want to fix things. Maybe you're, maybe you're a guy out there and you're like, you know, it's hard for me to listen because it seems like these stories don't really have a point to them. Mm. We don't really go anywhere. I can hear you. I can hear your thoughts crying out to me. Mm. And I want to give you maybe an analogy. (laughs) I want to give you an analogy that might help. Uh, Some people who care about a report, they care about action steps. They care about how we're going to fix the problem. It's like they're driving. It's like they want to drive on a train to get from point A to point B as fast as possible uh, with as little deviations as possible and as efficiently as possible. But when people are trying to build rapport, think of it as on being on a roller coaster. You might not actually change or go anywhere right like we might not have a solution at the end of this conversation but we will definitely have an experience together because as you ride the highs and lows with your spouse and as you experience the journey with them it's not all about focusing on are we going to land in a separate place or a better place and listen there's a time and a place for that but many times there are conversations where your spouse wants to build rapport with you and so see it as riding a roller coaster and so what you need to do is don't turn it into a train ride and, and try to figure out where are we going and how fast can we get there mm. but enjoy it more so as a roller coaster where the destination doesn't matter but the journey does That's and good. when you do lock in and have fun and when i and my wife gave a great example of how i kind of become eccentric or i might overreact and try to like really dive deep into some of her stories but the main takeaway here is that you need to be invested in the journey however that looks for you ask follow-up questions make eye contact really care about what's happening to them and what's happening in them and what you're going to find is at the end of the conversation you will have the intimacy that you've been looking for Mm, I like that. So here we go. We need questions for reflection and action steps for application. Uh, Number one, when you talk to your spouse about your day, is it normal for you to lead off with giving a report or are you normally bent towards giving a building rapport? So do a little bit of diagnosis between you and your spouse and say, okay, I'm probably the person who's normally giving a report at the end of the day, or maybe you're the person who's giving the rapport at the end of the day, but understand that Those are normally the two camps that two people fall into. And then you can kind of start a healthy conversation from there on how can we get a little bit of both, right? A little bit of, of let's get to the facts of what happened today, but then also let's build a little bit of rapport. Um, And that leads us to the action step number two. In your next conversation, ask about both dimensions of their day, what Mm -hmm. happened to them and what happened in them. And make sure you really understand both of those. So, Doriana, before we leave and uh, we have some cool stuff to to uh, to share with them, um, I guess, what did you like most about our, our time to get like some things we just said? I know you had said you like the roller coaster analogy. Why did that resonate with you? No, I, I agree. I think that there is a if you're trying to build intimacy and just getting to know your spouse a little bit better or talk about something different. I think the best conversations Lashad and I have had have been where we get to share like how we're feeling about something or what's happened, not just what happened to him, but what happened in him. And you can go all the way back, pretty much have this conversation that goes all the way back to maybe their childhood. You know, when you're asked, they bring up something about maybe finances or worried about money or concerned about something like that. And you're just figuring out like, what you know, why do you, why do you feel that way? Like when, you know, did you see that growing up or, you know, just good questions that you can ask that even if we're back at the same uh, place, once we get done with the conversation, you have enjoyed an experience together. You've taken a ride together. You get to know your spouse a little bit better on a totally different level, um, a little bit deeper. 
and you get to enjoy that is an experience that you have that is a way that you know your spouse that nobody else does you know it's not just one question that gets them to dive into maybe all the different layers that they're going into but you as their spouse you get the ability to ask good questions and to get really deep layered answers and get to know that person in a way that nobody else does so like Lashad's saying Intimacy is just into me see and that's what makes marriage so special is that you get to see into that person in a way that normally just wouldn't rise to the surface just by one question. Is it loud on here, Doriana? Because I can hear I can hear their thoughts crying out to me. Oh, my gosh. I can. And, and, and it's mostly the men. I hear very male thoughts saying I don't have the energy for that. Mm. And I hear some females too, but, but man, it's really loud. Like I hear somebody, they're driving in their car. Like this sounds so pie in the sky, you know, who has time at the end of a hard work day to come home and dive deep on what happened to their spouse and what happened in their spouse. Married people. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Happily married. Pe- no, no, no. I'm going I'm, to I'm be nice. I'm going to be nice. Cause here's the thing. If I'm being honest with you, I was in the same boat. And I think me, Doriana, you've had times too, where you're, um, you're tired from a, from a day and you really don't feel like going too deep on a conversation now normally yeah and and i know normally it's me i'll be honest where at the end of a day i work so so hard at work i'm coming in at like maybe 10 30 at night i have nothing nothing left i'm not i'm not ready to to build a rapport and go for a 30 minute conversation practically i am hungry i'm sleepy i'm tired i need to take a shower and i have to get back up to work at work the next day and so um there's so many tips that we can give, but I think the biggest thing for me is when I learned that I have to be a man of the second shift that I can't. And what I, what I mean by the second shift is that I have a shift at work, but then when I come home, the work doesn't stop just because I clocked out. All right. There, whatever I put my hands to while I'm awake is considered my work and it's considered holy and it's a good thing. And God is with me in those moments. Mm-hmm. And so just because I clock out of work doesn't mean I can clock out of engaging in a productive way with the people around me. That's just good. because I clock out of work doesn't mean I, I clock out of, trying to add value to people's life and trying to add value to the people that are around me. I'm not going to walk in the front door and kick my feet up and ask my wife to give me the big piece of chicken and a steak and turn on the game and shut up. Like that's two meats. Wow. I know, right? I know two meats and one meal. No, no veggies, just straight meats. Cause we're, we're barbaric, you know, straight savage, right? Give me a steak and a chicken and I'll put my feet up and turn the game on and keep those kids quiet while I watch the playoffs. I don't know. Um, no, but that's not, that's not, that's not what we do as, as men. We are men of the, we are men of the second shift. We are women of the second shift. And so, uh, we, when we come home, we bring energy to the house. And I I know that sounds hard to do, but here's just a simple tip before you walk into the house, really pause, take pause and take a break and say, you know what? I don't want to have given all of my energy to the people at work and then saved nothing for my wife. Yeah. I don't want to have given all of my energy to the people at work and I've saved nothing for my spouse. I've saved nothing for the person who really deserves my best. I gave my best energy to everyone outside the house. Now I'm going to come home and be grumpy. You know, I'm out here selling products or services or giving great customer service and smiles and laughs and jokes to the to all my coworkers. And then I come home to all these schmoes out here. <laughs> <laughs> then I come home and my wife gets my leftovers and you can yeah. tell they're just, this is my leftover energy. You know, let's go ahead and speed up this conversation. Just give me the report because I'm not trying to build a relationship right now. I'm tired. And so. Again, we I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe that looks like getting off of work on time and not putting in so much overtime. Mm. Maybe that looks like leaving work just 10 minutes early. For I'll be honest with you, sometimes it looks like I, I, I would grab a cup of coffee before I came home. 
Yeah. Like if I didn't have any all day, I'm getting kind of tired. I would grab a small cup of coffee because I wanted to be locked in in order to do whatever needed to be done around the house with the baby, with our marriage, with our communication. And so be a person of the second shift. If you're tired uh, from a long day of taking care of the kids, a long day at work, and it's time for you to reconnect with your spouse at the end of the day, you got to bring a little bit more energy to that moment. And I'm not saying you're going to be a rock star. It's not going to be perfect, but a little bit of intentionality can go a long, long way yeah. towards helping you build that. And on the same on the same note, as far as, you know, Lashad saying men of the second shift and women of the second shift, I do believe it's probably the same thing for me as well. Like right now I'm at home taking care of justice. And if Lashad's out at work, I'm also doing my full time job, which could be cooking, cleaning, taking care of justice, whatever that means. But when he comes home, I want to have energy for him. I want to make sure that I am knowing that, okay, this is. I gave a lot of attention to my child and, you know, I think it's real admirable. I think a lot of times maybe people get a pass when you're taking care of the kids all day and you can check out and like lose your marriage because you're so focused on your new job um, or this new addition to your family, which, you know, every day is not 100%. But most of the time when we're going for like the average, we want to be a majority of the time we want to be really connected with each other. So the same time Lashad comes home and maybe he's had a cup of coffee to really like check in with me. I make sure that, okay, you know, my daughter's good. Um, I want to make sure I spend time with Lashad. I want to make sure that I'm asking good questions because we do have an limited amount of time. So we don't really have time with, we don't really have time for bad questions. <laughs> we don't really have time to not get in deep. So we have like a list of really good questions. Maybe we go straight to the meat, not really bounce around with some other questions that, uh, maybe aren't as intimate, but we want to make sure that we catch up and we keep up with each other. Uh, And of course, this is not something that we can do every single day, but I think about our average and we make it a point in a majority not to go too long without a date night. You know, we make it a priority. We put it on our calendar not to go too long without a time where maybe we intentionally stay in together and we go to sleep or like we just get in the bed, even if we're not going to sleep, let's get in the bed a little earlier. And then the time that we're awake still naturally, let's talk to each other. Like let's really make it intentional and carve it out because it is very important. I can hear your thoughts. Wow. <laughs> I can hear your thoughts crying out to me. Here's the thing. I, I hear some people asking, okay, what are the questions that you ask? That go to help us go deep. You know, should I go out there? Should I buy one of those connection games or kits like they have those cards where no, not weird. No, not nothing weird. Don't make that face. No, I wasn't thinking. Oh, Oh, okay. You're on one. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Oh, my God. So so you might be thinking, like, do I go out there and buy one of those games that have the cards on them that like ask like spark conversation with these questions? Do I Google 50 questions to ask? Here's what we're going to do. We're actually going to give you seven amazing questions that you can ask your spouse um, that's going to keep the conversation going. It's not going to feel stale. um, And it's actually going to help you. We're going to coach you on how to take these conversations and lend them over into times of prayer, or you can understand what to pray about with your spouse. Um, And you're not going to run out of things to talk about. So if you want the type of questions to ask, if you want to help improve your prayer time, then you have got to listen to the next episode. If you want to turn this from a monologue to a dialogue, then you got to send us your questions so that we, so instead of me having to hear your thoughts crying out to me, I can actually hear your voice. And so if you click the link in the episode notes, we actually have a website. 
It's called SpeakPipe, and you can actually share with us what your question is, and we will answer it maybe live here on the show. And if we pick your question and we answer it, we're going to send you a little gift. It might be a $5 Amazon gift card. Maybe it'll be some merch or something like that. Um, So yeah, uh, click the link in the episode notes and let's turn this into a dialogue. That's free coaching. Normally we charge for, for a lot of our coaching, but we're actually giving you an opportunity to ask your question so we can answer your question and you can give a little bit of context, make it a little bit specific and we'd love to, to answer it. So again, we'll play your audio clip. We'll, We'll play your question and and we will try to answer it online. So, yeah, let's turn this to, into a dialogue. All right, fam. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Young Black Married Christian Podcast. There are a few ways that you can get in contact with us. If you click the link in the episode notes below, uh, you'll see that we have a website. We actually have listed all of our teachings at themarriagesecrets.com. Also, if you'd like to submit a question for us to answer, there'll be a link for that as well. And for some of you who want one-on-one coaching or even a workshop to be done for you, your family, or your church, there's a link down in the episode notes for that as well. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.